Well, hey, Soul City Church, my name is Jarrett Stevens. I'm one of the lead pastors here, and I'm so glad that you've carved out this time to be with us this weekend from wherever you are. And as we do here now in this new normal, we wanna encourage you to take a moment in the comment section of wherever it is that you're watching to let us know where you're at. We have been so blown away by how God is reaching people through this church literally around the world. And uh, that we've actually been able to have speakers from around the world speak into our Voices series this summer is incredible. So we wanna know where you're at. Let us know what city, what country, what room in your house, wherever you may be, just put it in the comment section and know that we're so glad that we get to be together in this way. You know, each summer we bring in voices that we ask God to, to speak into our church, to help shape our church, to help us see things that we might not see otherwise. And I am so excited this week to have David Jameson join us. And I first saw David as many of you did when one of the videos of him greeting his kids before class uh, went viral. And I watched that and immediately shared it and said, okay, this is what I'm talking about. Like this is how you show dignity and positivity and belief in kids and in people people and little did I know that that video would blow up and be seen all over the world, that it would be on Good Morning America, Access Hollywood, all the local and national news channels. And I think the reason why is because what David demonstrated is what all of us so desperately long is to be seen, is to be noticed, is to be loved. And he got to do that every day in his classroom with his kids uh, until they could no longer meet in the classroom. And we're gonna talk all about that, but I am so excited for you to meet my new friend and someone I really believe in, David Jameson, the dope educator. How are you doing, David? It's so good to be with you. How are you holding up, man? I am well, it is a privilege. Uh, and, I, and first of all, I just wanna say thank you so much for this opportunity. Uh, I'm doing well and doing these, these uncertain times. I'm, I'm holding on to the promise, uh, which is I will never leave you or forsake you. Yes. So I'm holding on to the promise of God during, during these uncertain times. So yes. thank you so much again for having me today. Yeah, well, I'm so glad this worked out. We started reaching out through some DMs and just, you know, telling how inspired I was of you. And then, and then I'm just so grateful as we got to talk on the phone and get to know each other a little bit more to hear a little mm -hmm. bit more of your story. And I wanna get into that in a little bit, but the reason a lot of folks who may be tuning in right now, is, they, they may know you is because of this viral video that, uh, mm -hmm. that went out there. And it wasn't just the one day they filmed it. This is how you would start with your kids every day of the, I think it was something like 75 unique 75. Yes. 75 unique handshakes yes. that, that you actually memorized and, and they worked on and you guys did a whole competition about the best handshake. Talk to us a little bit about how you came up with that and why it was so important for you as a school teacher to start the day with your kids that way. Okay, well, it's a saying uh, that that goes that you have to be able to catch the fish before you can clean the fish. Mm. And I feel that many of us are trying to clean a fish that we haven't even caught yet. Okay. Uh, so my thing uh, with coming up with uh, the, the, the handshakes is because that's my way of catching the fish. Hmm. I think a personalized greeting is a way of a person showing, you know, that they really love you, that they care for you. And it sends a signal to, to let kids know that uh, I'm excited about having you in class every single day. Uh, so with that being said, I told the kids on the first day of school that each and every one of you come up with your very own handshake. Whoever comes up with the best handshake, I have a prize. I would have a prize for the mm. person that would create the, the best handshake. Uh -huh. So the kids, they got creative and coming up with uh, the handshakes. 
all of them were excited. Mm. And that's really how I came up with it. Me and my best friend, we always had personalized greetings right. uh, uh, growing up. So, right. you know, my best friend, we've been best friends for about 20 plus years. Oh, wow. And we've always had a secret handshake. <laughs> Just so <for> when, <laughs> when I started teaching or when I started educating, mm-hmm. I gained 75 new best friends. Mm-hmm. And I wanted them to know that this is our personalized greeting. That's so sweet. Yeah, I've even seen you mention when you talk about your kids online, like they call them your best friends. You really just, you see them and love them, believe in them, which is so uncommon for, I think, a a lot of teachers. And for a lot, it's incredibly common, but not always Mm -hmm. the impression people get that you'd see that much dignity and love. And one of the things I love, too, is um, when I first started going back through some of your videos and your approach to teaching is, First of all, how um, good you make teaching look. You are a sharp dressed individual, and I just want to yeah, I want to so honor much. that. Like you, you, you know, thank you're not showing up in sweats, man. You are showing up looking good. So are you? And, well, listen, <laughs> but I know that for you, that's also part of the philosophy with your kids. Is you wanted them to step into, yeah. to dress into dignity and and seeing themselves as such. But you also always were on brand too. You had that dope educator. Just real quick, this wasn't even in our notes when we were talking ahead of time. Where did you come up with that name, the dope? educator why was that so important for you to you know when I grew up I had like Mrs. Goaty, Mrs. Lopez uh-huh. <laughs> like there was no yeah. dope educators you know we just had right. them by their names but how did you come up with that well uh dope is actually you know a word that this new generation used for something to be like great mm-hmm. if something is good it's dope if, yep. if, if something that's above average it's yeah. dope yeah so uh dope is actually actually i got the shirt on now dope is actually an it. acronym that's, that stands for <laughs> determine outstanding people of excellence oh come on determine outstanding people of excellence so when i, I say that. dope educator I'm not only speaking on my behalf, but I'm talking I about, you know, that. all the teachers around the world that are going beyond the script to reach the child's heart. So uh, I just kind of came up with uh, an acronym for it and I, I used the word dope and I feel like it fed me perfect. It, it is that is I did not know the backstory behind that. That is awesome. That That's is it. so cool to hear. I love that. And, you know, when we were talking, I think it was last week or a couple weeks ago. You know, one of the things that is so surprising to me, I was actually, the plan for my life before God messed it all up was mm-hmm. to be an educator as well. I just, that was kind of my plan. My dream was to go into education. That's what I was studying for in college. Um, mm-hmm. But I was shocked to find out, but then I guess not all that surprised when I step back and look at it, that in our country today, um, the percentage of African-American, of black men teaching, of all the teachers in our country, the percent of black men who are teaching is mm. 2%. 2% of all educators in America are black men. Yes. So I just want you to speak into one, your example, you, you stepping into this calling and into this gifting, why you think that is that there are so few men and black men mm-hmm. teaching and why was it so, how did you end up in education? What was your path for getting there? Okay, so uh, research suggests that black men make up 2% when it comes to education. Mm -hmm. Uh, Research also suggests that a young black boy who has had at least one black male teacher would go on to do great things in life. Mm. Uh, Growing up, I never wanted to be a teacher. I never wanted to be a teacher. Uh, I think it was, um, I think Will Smith said that your Career is what you, you're, you're, you're paid for, right? Mm. Your career is what you're paid for. Your calling is what you, you're made for. Mm. So 
I feel that education was what I was made for. Mm. I was literally uh, serving tables at another broken egg. I had just left Atlanta. I was doing acting mm -hmm. uh, on the side, so I was serving tables. That's the you know the job for an actor. That's actor's. how you pay the bills, yep. Yep. right? Yep. To get that extra money. So right. um, I came back home and I uh, worked at another broken egg. And while working there, uh, I bumped into my principal, who's also from my hometown, mm. and he asked me a critical question. Mm. He said. Um, do you have a passion for kids because we need more men in education? Hmm. My answer was yes. Hmm. And my yes put me into, into the position that I am at this very moment. Hmm. I literally left work that day, went into his office and applied for, for the job. And he hired me pretty much on the spot. Wow. So it was more like God was setting me up for my future. Yeah, just clearly. And that what blows me away too, David, is your willingness and readiness to say yes to that calling. To And, you know, yes. it, it, as you know, with these kinds of things, it takes different forms over the course of a lifetime. Mm -hmm. But your willingness in that moment to say, no, that's it. It's in that direction. And, and to say yes mm -hmm. to changing your whole kind of trajectory is inspiring and what an example for not only for men or for black men in education, but for all of us to just have that willingness and readiness uh, to say yes to God at the drop of a hat or at the end of a shift at work. Yes, you know? yes. That's, that's incredible, man. <laughs> and so, also go, uh, goes to show that you, you never know who's watching you. So whatever yeah. you're doing, I always do it with great honor. You know, yeah. I was literally serving tables right. when I got a discovery. So right. Anything that we do is important to, to do it wholeheartedly. That's with right. Honor. That's right, man. I couldn't. I could not agree more. Just, yes, I, I want to hear a little bit about education, then I want to talk a little bit about some of the personal stuff that you've been going through this last year. Okay. Um, but for, I would love for you to just kind of speak in because we have a lot of of teachers who are part of our church and are connected to our church from around the world. People who are in education in various different forms. Mm -hmm. um, I was, like I said, it was planning on being a school teacher. I kind of, you know, the know that it is, it is a noble and often thankless calling, you know, and every year you invest so much in these kids and then they move on. They go to the next class and you start yeah. all over again. Right. You know, that is a, that can be a heartbreaking, um, and, um, work to give yourself to why for you, is it so important to invest in the next generation? And if, you know, you got the mic, man, so why would you make a pitch for folks to consider education as an avenue to do that? Well, I feel that teaching is one of the most important jobs in the world. Um, I know that teaching is that one profession that creates all other uh, professions. Wow. Without doctors, you know, there, there would be teachers without a doctor, without right. lawyers, without right. uh, athletes. Right. So teaching is the one profession that creates all other professions. Yeah, uh, I realize that there's a difference between a teacher and an educator. Okay. You know, social media is teaching our kids. Their mm. surroundings are, are teaching them. But mm. very little is actually educating them. Mm. So when I vowed to become a teacher, I also vowed to become an educator, understanding understanding the difference between a teacher and, and an educator. Yeah. At this very moment, the world needs more teachers. The world needs more educators because yeah. this is going to be the generation that is going to change the, change the world wholeheartedly. Yeah. I believe I that this would be the generation that is going to change the world. And we have to invest more in our generation. Yeah, I totally I agree with you. I love that. 
idea of the difference between teaching and educating. You're exactly right. There's a, a ton of things that we learn from without even realizing mm -hmm. it, but education is that intentional investment in someone's growth and development. It is, it is that pouring into, out of oneself into another. And I, I think you are, I think you are onto something and you're right. There's none of us would be here doing what we're doing if someone had at a young age educated, taught, believed in, like you do with your kids, you know, mm -hmm. poured into, saw us, called something out of us. And I can, I, we could spend the rest of this time, I could walk through the folks in my life. And half of mm -hmm. them were educators who mm -hmm. saw something in me and called it out of me even when I wasn't ready to see or to hear it. And so yes. I, yes. I, I love that. And, and I know, and see, go ahead, go, please. And see, I was the kid that was kind of counted out uh, growing up. You know, I was the kid that they said that, that we're gonna, was going to end up dead or in jail. So I was mm -hmm. the kid that was often overlooked growing up uh, because they didn't understand the things that I was going through at home. So they didn't understand the trauma. And I think that that's why it's so important uh, for teachers to, to come into education, understanding that you are dealing with kids uh, from different walks of life, mm -hmm. dealing with adverse childhood experiences. Mm -hmm. And oftentimes, the one thing that a child needs the most will not be found on any lesson plan. Mm. That's so good, man. That is so good and so true that we, we just don't know when a kid shows, everyone shows up hopefully at the same time for class, but we have no idea where they're showing up from, what they're coming yes. from. And so to, to, to see each kid individually and to love and lead each of them individually, which you do so well, is yes, so key and so important. And I know for, for you, you know, the, the video and people kind of finding out who you are and what you're about, that all happened this fall and was kind of blowing up. But mm -hmm. then <laughs> this school year and the world changed mm -hmm. dramatically. I mean, we, yes. we, we moved into a time of COVID-19. We moved into a time of shelter in place. We moved into a time of uh, parents becoming teachers. And yes. as if that wasn't a big enough shift for you to have to figure out, and then you just think about it, it's kind of hard to do all those handshakes over Zoom, right? Mm, like yes, so much right. of what you do is about presence and being with your kids and, and seeing them. So you were already making that shift, but then it got incredibly personal for you because shortly after that transition, uh, you contracted the coronavirus. Yes. And I just wonder, as you and I were talking about this recently, I wonder if you would just be willing to talk for us, because you said this to me the other day, like, People, people hear statistics and numbers, but they don't hear the stories of what it's like to go through this virus and to come out on the other side. We just don't, yes. for whatever reason, hear that or pay attention to that. Would you be willing to yes. share with us for a moment, if you, if you don't mind, about how this virus affected you, not only physically, I think we can kind of you know, figure that out, it'd be good to hear, but also mm -hmm. spiritually and emotionally, because I know it had a much bigger effect as we've been talking mm -hmm than just the physical. Can you kind of walk us through how that happened? Like what, how did you get through? What was it like? And then what are some of the things that you saw kind of come out of this that maybe you couldn't have ever possibly imagined? Yes, um, on March the 27th of this year, um, I was diagnosed with uh, COVID-19. Um, when I was diagnosed, the symptoms, the symptoms that I had from, from it was the headaches, the body aches, uh, I had the chills uh, physically, you know, I had um, I, I remember waking up one night in cold sweats, you know, uh, 
pool of sweats. Yeah. Uh, so the physical part was, you know, it was terrible. Uh, but I was blessed because I didn't have uh, the lungs uh, mm-hmm. collapse. My lungs didn't collapse. I didn't have to be on a ventilator. ventilator. Yeah. So although I was affected physically, mm-hmm. I'm still fortunate. Yeah. Uh, emotionally, oh man, um, yeah. anxiety, uh, depression. Yeah. Uh, I, I felt in a deep state of anxiety and depression. I was confused. Yeah. I was um, angry. Yeah. Um, just a lot of emotions going on. You know, I was detached. I felt like I was detached from society. I felt like the person that had leprosy mm-hmm. in uh, the, the the Bible. Mm-hmm. That's literally how it felt mm-hmm. with people just dropping off stuff at the door. You know, I just felt detached, isolated from the world. But then spiritually, I felt that this was a spiritual awakening for mm-hmm. me at the same time. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, spiritually, I, I, I felt that uh, God had brought me to a place where he could talk to me the way he really wanted to talk mm. to me because I was so busy yeah. making everything my one thing. Mm-hmm. And I think it's very important to understand that you should never make everything your one thing. Yeah. And that's exactly what I was doing mm-hmm. when I was going to school at every day, looking mm-hmm. forward to uh, seeing the kids, looking mm-hmm. forward to pouring into uh, my uh, students. Mm-hmm. And I was making everything my one thing. Mm-hmm. And when that all ended when the world began to shift. That's when I realized that, hey, you know, I have to come up with the new normal. Yeah. Like I was pointing to everything else, but I was not pointing to myself. So now when it's time for me to pour, I'm pouring to, to an, an empty vessel because mm. I was always pointing to everyone else instead mm. of pouring to myself. Mm. Yeah. And I know you mentioned uh, you know, yeah. one of the things that people don't really might not ever even know is you mentioned even once you got better because you you were sick for was it was almost a month or just over a month is that right yeah so it was a it was probably 21 days to be so, exact. okay so about three weeks of being sick and even mm-hmm. you said once you felt better mm-hmm. going outside even like because of some of the just the emotional pull on this yes god's getting your attention but there's such a emotional um, pull on you that even that felt foreign to you and felt like yes. you had to readjust just to going back to doing things that you did four weeks ago, four weeks yes. prior to that. Yes. Yeah. That is, and, and you were talking too about when we were talking, you were saying that, you know, you kind of got from, for the first time in your life, a little taste of your own Job story, you know, like yes. we talk about characters that you might relate to in the Bible. You're like, yeah, Job, yes. yeah, I got Job. what, yes. you know, cause here I am and I'm losing my health and I'm lost. I can't see people. And you know, I, I, mm-hmm. I don't have work that I can go to. It's all totally changed. Talk for us a second about some of the stuff that God's been teaching you about how you feel like your life and what you've experienced over the last couple of months resonates with that famous story of Job in the Bible. Talk to us for a little bit about that. Okay, Pre- yes. Preach if uh, you must, David. Preach if you must. <laughs> in Job chapter one, we hear about this man from the land of Oz. You know, he, he has, you know, all of the, these sheep and oxen. Yeah, he's and got it all. He has, he, he has it all, right? Mm-hmm. And that was my December 2019. Mm. You know, I felt like that God had blessed me tremendously, just mm. like he blessed Job uh, in chapter one. But then the story goes on because Job was tempted by Satan. Right. Mm. Job was tempted. But m- most importantly, Satan went to God. I know. It's crazy. And Satan asked God, 
He told God yeah. that you are take the same hand that yeah. you used to bless Job and curse him, curse yeah. him with a strike, Job and everything that he has. Take the same hand yeah. that you used to bless him, and I want you to strike him, and he surely will curse you to your face. Mm. So if we press fast forward, if we go from December to March, mm. I feel like that that was my very own Job story. I feel like that I went from having it mm. to chapter two. I feel like that my faith and everything that I had had been like stripped, stripped, stripped the way mm. uh just like in the story when um job lost his his uh friends and his friends uh questioned everything that he was going through and i reached a point in life where even when i tried to have conversations with friends you know they really didn't even, didn't even understand you mm. know what i was going through during mm. during that time mm. so while i'm going through that i'm reminded that job said yay though you slay me mm -hmm. yet i would trust you yeah. yay though you slay me i still would trust you so during me going through everything that i'm going through during that time mm -hmm. i'm reminded that the prayers of prayers of the righteous mm -hmm. are better much and even during that time i still had to worship god i still had mm -hmm. to thank god i i may not have really felt like i wanted to feel but it was mm -hmm. still my my duty to give God praise because the same God that blessed me mm. in chapter one mm. is the same God that later gave Joe's double for his mm. trouble later on throughout mm. the story. Mm -hmm. So I just kept that, that story, you know, in my mind, realizing that, you know, if, if I stay faithful, God will still bless me through it and see me through everything. Mm. And I know it's, you know, you are still coming through the other side of that. You are still kind of coming out the other side of that. And, and, mm -hmm choosing still even when it doesn't all make sense even when there's still not a lot of answers or things back to the way that they were or you know your life was kind of on a trajectory and a momentum you know and it's it it's things have changed now obviously the world has changed now uh, but for you to have that faith and faithfulness that faith believing that god is good and the faithfulness to keep telling god i believe you're good i believe you're good yes. is uh remarkable and i would say uh, as inspiring, if not more inspiring, than learning 75 handshakes for each of those yes. kids that you personally now are saying, nope, I'm going to keep on choosing to trust God and praise God, even when it doesn't look like I want it or isn't yes. going the way that I would have chosen. I'm still yes. nevertheless going to keep leaning into God and, and yes. into the grace of God, you know, to because yes. I know that, you know, during this time, there was a lot that you just couldn't physically do for yourself. You couldn't make this you know, illness go away personally. You couldn't make this pandemic go away mm -hmm. globally. You know, there's just, there's just a lot that you and I cannot do on our own. And I know that when we were talking, you talked about how Ephesians 2, 8 has kind of come back into mm -hmm. your life about this idea of God's grace being mm -hmm. enough. It's sufficient. It's enough, you know, and that it's, that it, and that there's a difference between for, for you and the way you said it was, there's a difference about being convicted and mm. not condemned. And, and this, mm. this is all stuff God taught you during this time where most folks would be like, dude, why are you worried about God? Just get better. But you leaned in and Ephesians 2.8 is what God gave to you during that time. Can you unpack that about that idea of God's grace and what it means to be convicted, but know that you're not condemned in the midst of that? Okay, yeah, so when, when you're convicted, I'll give a scenario. You know, you may see a person drop a $20 bill on the floor, right? Right. And the person may walk away and you may go and grab it, put it in your pocket, 
but something inside of you is saying this does not belong to me. Mm-hmm. You know, that's that's the c- conviction mm-hmm. that's telling you to do right. the, the, the to do the right thing, right? right? So that's that's the conviction side, right? Mm-hmm. So during uh, my time of isolation, my time of trying to figure things out, mm-hmm. um, I would have nightmares. I remember having a nightmare that I was in hell. I remember having nightmares about uh, fornication before marriage. Mm -hmm. I'm having nightmares about maybe any sin that I may have ever committed in my life Mm -hmm. during during that time. Mm -hmm. Um, So at that very moment, you know, I am confused. I'm like, okay, if if something happened, would I go to hell for doing doing Mm -hmm. the things that 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 I've done? You know, I got to the point where I almost forgot who I was in Christ, mm. if, if that makes sense. And, 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 and I feel that that is a dangerous place to ever be in. Yeah. So now as I'm going through those things, as I'm being now condemned, not convicted, now I'm being condemned by the enemy. That's yep. condemning, right? Yep. So Paul reminds us that there is no condemnation for, for those, those who are in Christ, Christ Jesus. That's right. That's right. Paul reminds us reminds us that in, in Romans, mm-hmm. uh, Romans, sorry. Mm-hmm. So I was reading uh, the Bible during this time. I picked mm-hmm. up uh, the Bible. Oftentimes when you're going through what you're going through, you don't feel like praying. Yep. You don't want to read when the things Bible. things are going great. You know, right. Right. Things are going great. <laughs> right. yep. You're mad. You're frustrated. Yep. But something just said, pick up the sword. Pick up mm-hmm. your weapon. Mm-hmm. So I began to pick up the Bible and I didn't make it past um, the first few pages because in my Bible, it had a Bible verse. Mm-hmm. The Bible verse was Ephesians, the second chapter, mm-hmm. the eighth verse. Mm-hmm. For God saved you by his grace when mm-hmm. you believed and you cannot take credit for this. Mm-hmm. For God saved you by his grace when you believed and you cannot take yeah. credit for this. Yeah. Uh, the words you cannot take credit for this literally Loaded off the Bible, mm-hmm. literally imagine words floating in the air mm-hmm. throughout the Bible. Hit me in the face, hypnotized me, and I went into a deep sleep. Mm. So when I woke up the next day, the words you cannot take credit for this was mm-hmm. stuck in my mental. Mm-hmm. So I went back and I found Ephesians chapter two, mm-hmm. and it said, God saved you by his grace when you believe and you cannot take credit for this. Mm-hmm. Salvation is a gift from God. That none of us can boast about. That's right. So I want anyone listening to know that it's nothing that you can do to separate you from the love of God. Mm. Anytime that we are feeling the attacks of the Mm. enemy, the condemnation that's coming from the enemy, that is not of God, but it is definitely of the enemy. Mm. I love love that. That difference, that idea between being convicted, which is Mm -hmm. of God, you know, that's the Holy Spirit at work in you saying, no, there's a a better way. God's calling you to a better way, to more intimacy, to choosing his way over your way. But the the work of condemnation is the work of the enemy. So one's of God, one's of the enemy. And as you said, even as you were going back and felt like, you know, it's like what the enemy was trying to do to Job, you know, just get him to curse God and to believe that yes. he's the worst person on earth and the most forsaken person on earth. And for you to hold out and hold on that this isn't by you, that God did this for you. He wants to yes. do this in you. And out of that place, he'll do things through you. Yes. And I, that, is a, that is a good word. And, and 
man, I'm sorry you had to go through COVID to get it. Yes. <laughs> I wish you could have just come from, you wish you could have come from some message on a Sunday somewhere. Yes. Yes. But you know, yes. it came from a deeper place and it's going to go to a deeper place because yes. you were at your end. You were at the low, you were at the bottom, mm. you were in the pit. And that's, yes. I think that's the times where whether we like it or not, and the answer is that we never like it, that's when God most has our attention. Yes. And um, listen, man, I am, I am so proud of you, and I'm so glad that we're getting to know each other more and more. And yes, sir. I, and I love, too, even during this time when you can't be back in the classroom now, the school year's over, um, that you're even taking some of your work and bringing that to kind of what you do and talking about mental health, talking about yes. anxiety, talking about depression. Yes. And basically yes. what you're doing is you're just sharing your journey and your story mm -hmm. with folks mm -hmm. uh, all over the world. And that, that is incredibly brave to do. I wish sure. I, there's a lot of pastors I know that don't have that kind of bravery and courage to do. And, and here you sure. are, you're educating us again by showing us what a journey, a transforming journey looks like. If people want to get to know you more, follow you, or kind of be a part of this journey with you, what's the easiest way for folks to kind of keep track of you on social media is just go to the Dope Educator? Yes, uh, you can definitely follow me on all outlets at the Dope Educator. That's T-H-G-B-O-P-E, Educator, the Dope Educator. Right, and now, and now that we know what it stands for, it's even better. So now that we know what yes, that D-O-P-E stands for, yes, even sir. better. Well, I want, I want to encourage folks who are, who are watching right now uh, to, to give David a follow and to not just give him a follow, but to give him support and belief and encouragement. Um, it, it takes incredible courage to, um, to step into a calling like education mm -hmm. and then to walk through a valley like you have been over these yes, last sir. three months and then to keep on praising God and to keep on blessing God and to then share that journey and that struggle and that awakening and that transformation with others. You are, you are an inspiring, inspiring man. And I'm so, so grateful for you and so grateful Thank that you. our church gets to know you a little bit more. Thank you for your time, your generosity. Thank you for your investment into kids, into this next generation and into our church uh, today. So I asked you ahead of time if, if you would yes, pray. Sir. We're going to move into a time of of responding to God together in worship. And um, I told you it better be a good one. You better make this prayer a good one. So you know, yes, yeah, tell the Holy Spirit to put in some work to do it. Yes, because sir. what we wanna do is what you just, you just educated us on, David, is we, we wanna praise God no matter what the circumstance. We got, we got folks walking through all kinds of things right now. Yes. Like you said, with each of your kids, we don't even know. People who are watching from around the world right now, we can't possibly know all that they're walking through, but God does, he sees. And yes, the invitation for us is to worship him in the midst of it, to praise him in the midst of whatever it is that we may be facing. So would you, Dave, would you pray for us as we move into a time of worship? And, and just, again, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. I'm so grateful for you, man. Thank you. Yes, sir. Yep. That is about, uh, Father God, we just come just to say thank you, Father God. Thank you for, for who you are. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for your, your mercy, Father God. Thank you for keeping us, Father God. We mm. enter into your gates with thanksgiving. We mm -hmm. enter into your courts with praise, mm -hmm. Father God, realizing that we're only here because of you, Father yeah. God, realizing that we can't move until you say move, Lord. Yeah. So we thank you, Lord. We thank you for the purpose of Soul City Church, Father God. We, we thank you for the work that, that they're doing with you. We thank you for the 
work that they're going to do, Lord. So I pray for covering covering right now of the pastor, of, of, of Pastor Jerry Stevens, Father God. I, I pray, Father God, that you would continue, Father God, to embody him with everything that he needs, Father God, to continue to do your work. But we thank you for the members, Father God. We, we come against any demonic attack, Father God. We come against anything that's trying to hinder anyone from maximizing their fullest potential in life. Lord, we pray for all the kids around the nation. We pray for this generation, Lord, that they will be the voice, that they will be the change that the world needs to see, Father God. We pray for your, your spirit that, that it will overtake us in a mighty way during this time, Father God. During this pandemic, many people are falling into anxiety and depression. We pray right Right now against that evil spirit of the anxiety and depression father god and we pray that we will realize who we are in you in yes. jesus name lord yes. we we, we, we thank you for the victory. We we, we already have the victory yeah. in your name, yeah. and all we have to do is walk in it. So yeah. right now we pray for anyone listening, for anyone watching, to give us the spirit to walk in the victory that we mm -hmm. already have in mm -hmm. you. Thank it's in you, Jesus' name we pray. We thank you. Yes. For everything you're, you're doing, God, and yes. what you're going to do in Jesus' name, we give your name to praise. Yes. Amen. 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 Amen.